Okay, I'm ready. This is this is what you battle. Oh, uh, here you go. You over, man. Man, don't be, don't be over dramatic. Don't be over dramatic. Don't be over dramatic. Don't do it to me yet. Don't do it to me. <laughs> don't do it to me. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know one thing I've always loved about um, when situations happen in the culture between me and you when you're not home. Because when you're not home, you're doing the right thing, whatever you're supposed to be doing, whether you're with your mm-hmm. girlfriend or, or whatever. So, like, if I shoot you a text, I get, like, one of your either at least first three reactions. So, yeah. like, it's just crazy, yeah, you know at, what I mean? Um, it, um, I was at work, and I felt, like, my phone, like, you know, going off, like, somebody was calling me. And I was, like, doing some shit for training. I got a new job at Planet Fitness. And, um, yeah, so... I looked down at my phone after I saw I got a missed call, a missed FaceTime from Jordan. I'm like, okay. I tried to get on, you know, KTT. That oh, shit was crashed. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Then I saw the text messages. I was like, oh, shit. We listened to that in the store. I like, we, we was <laughs> at the front desk all listening to that shit. It was wild. Um, Yeah, this is another cultural moment. And I'm glad that we get to commentate on it. And um, a lot of things that we have said before have been said by the actual person. So um, it just goes to show our insight and uh, our level of litness as uh, podcasters and culture commentators. So, yeah, I mean, this is an all around W for everybody except for ASAP Rocky. But let's get into it. Oh man, as soon as you heard the song, it was like doom, 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 doom. No, I'm kidding. I just had to throw that that little pump in there, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that. I Love apologize. For the kids. You remember when we was in uh when we was in Miami and we was walking to that uh, house and they was playing a little pump at that carnival. All them little kids was over there mm-hmm. talking about drinking lean. Lord have mercy. <laughs> But nah, man, if you guys don't know, if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, Pusha T just dropped his la- his latest album after a five-year silence. Uh, I mean, he did drop an EP and everything, but, you know, this is his first studio album in five years. Uh, it's called Daytona. It's entirely produced by Kanye West. And uh, it's seven tracks of pure, unadulterated, high-luxury cocaine rap. And um, I would say that the whole entire album is a ref- like the cover is the reflection of the album. Uh, he used a picture of Whitney uh, Houston's bathroom from, like, 2006. And uh, it wasn't the original artwork. Uh, Kanye West, at 1 o'clock in the morning, the night before the release, made him change the cover and paid $85,000 to uh, get licensing from the photo. I mean, like, for the photo. He had to pay, like, some tabloid or something. But, uh, yeah. How are you feeling about the album, man? Wonderful, amazing. Um, man, I got I, I got so much to say in terms of just how far we've come with um, on this little travel as a as a listener, as a contributor at this point, and it's just a wonderful feeling knowing that um, at the end of the day. Like, I want to thank Kanye West for understanding that the magic number is seven. I don't think the magic number is seven, but James Brown did make the big payback and it only had eight tracks. Um, 444 only had, what, 11 tracks? 
I think Riller Rick Ross's Teflon tracks. Don had 10 or 11 tracks. Um, yeah, Thriller had nine tracks. You know, so like most albums that know how to get their message across and someone really takes their time to really deliver real art can be a small a dosage of, of music. But I think the problem with most people is this. Most people, I wouldn't say that they're pessimistic, but most people expect albums to have songs on it that they don't like, that maybe they'll, that maybe they'll grow on them years from now or later. And most people like to pick through and sort through and have a, a big menu of music. And I feel most like people don't trust an artist to give them seven songs and them like all seven songs. Fans but but actual, like they're not actual album listeners, you know, like they're more of like single, like they're they're single listeners. Like they don't want, like they're not thinking about how it's constructed, and you know they don't really, I guess, appreciate that part of it. That's what I feel. That's. That's 80% of the listening population. So it's like, don't get mad. Because some people was really mad that it was only seven tracks. Like, why would you get mad? Like, someone is not making seven, I mean, a seven track. This is not an EP. This is an album. So, like, this is not seven tracks that was just thrown together and you only really rock with three and then one's on the radio. No, all seven of these tracks, they flow well. Some of them you didn't even know they started when the other song ended. It was a wonderful was experience, man. I, re- I I I really dug the um the project, man, and and and, and I'm I'm digging it. It's, it's it's fresh. It's brand new. Like shout outs to the powers that be that let me hear it in February. But I wanted to hear it on my own and feel it. And um that intro that that extra beat that's on if you know you know that extra like that boom 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 like that extra beat that makes it that hip hop feel. You just want to rock your head, and I'm not I'm not I'm not like being extra. I'm not forcing it. It just feels amazing to listen to a track and you know that like every line is feeding you more into your endorphins and like just making you feel like, man, this is what it's about when it's on the line. This is what it's about when you're learning about someone else's rite of passage musically and you don't know what he's talking about, but you want to live it and you want to respect it because you know it's something real and organic, man. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to like fully believe any artist of what they say. But man, I love listening to Pusha T. I like to aim my life around the way he talks about certain stuff. I've always done that. I've always told you that, even on his podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when he talks about when he talked about his ball main aspirations and Alexander McQueen and and, and Sergio Tashini and everything else that he talks about. You know, there's certain rappers I look to for my lifestyle. He's one of them. Lupe's one of them. When I was younger, met the man Cameron was was a couple of them. But man, I love when. Pusha T gets to riling off shit. You know what I mean? Because when he gets to talking that talk, man. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. And I'm happy he kept going because he didn't have to keep going. He could have been one of those rappers who just like do appearances like Lloyd Banks or something like that on features and like let people be nostalgic about him because he wore a bape in the bape era. Like, nah, he's like, you know what? I'm not done. I'm not done. This is, in my opinion, what my name is my name should have been. Uh, I think that a rapper like Pusha T doesn't fit into the style, you know, of like what the average rapper is. And I, I and well, I'm not gonna lie, not to cut you off, not to cut you off because you cut me off earlier, so fuck you. 
if you take away a lot of I mean, that fluff yeah, that's, yeah, that's from true. My Name Is My I, Name, I just, you damn near get this. Because that intro and track two is, is, just like, is crazy. Just like, bro, that singing track, what do you have with Kelly Rowland? Bro, no. Like, I don't want to hear... Yeah, bro, but I mean... Oh, no, no, no. You have to understand, like, that was homage to Mace. Out. But the ones that were hitting were the ones that were hitting. And if it would have been slimmed down to the seven tracks, it would have been a fucking... In my opinion, bro, Daytona is the closest thing to a perfect, like... I don't know. This is just, like, a, a perfect look into this man's, like, thought process and shit. Like... Yeah, no, no, no. It, it truly, it truly is, bro. Like this man, Kanye West, really, really curated the fuck out of these beats to the point where, like, man, and that Rick Ross <sighs> verse is so good. I know you stuck on that line, but I'm stuck on the stupidest, most ill line of 2018 so far. Um, um, the nigga Push T said, "Niggas talking shit, yay! How do you respond?" <laughs> But yeah, like for, for <laughs> I was like, like yo, T, there's a lot that of shit was so I'm gonna come clean. That shit was so dope. Rappers like Pusha T or older seasoned rappers at this point need to do shit like this. You need to just go straight for you know get straight to the point. Like this is a 22 minute album, but in my opinion, it doesn't feel too short. It's like a perfect anime that doesn't have a second season. You know, like. It just ends. Like, this shit is, like, fully coolie or something. Like, it's just that perfect amount. Like, I I don't know. A lot of rappers can't do what he did in seven tracks over 15. Like, and we have to give praise to Kanye West. I mean, the sample that he used in the infrared. Oh, my God. It just sounded insane while Pusha was rapping. I like how infrared starts. It, 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 it starts like it's a part of the other track. So when it starts coming on with the aggression, you don't even realize. You don't even realize that like he's about to go in on Drake and Wayne and Baby. And I don't feel like to me, to me, that infrared track puts a cap on what he was saying about Drake, Lil Wayne, yeah, and Baby. I don't think it was like a rehash of I'm starting new beef. He was, uh, to me, no, I don't think it was a response. I think it was the, the bro, he's been beefing with Lil Wayne since 2006, bro. That's over 10 years. This is 12 years we added at this point, basically. I believe that this was more of the victory lap in his mind before Drake responded. That's why I believe Drake's response was so heavy because I, I, could, I could tell he sensed that Pusha T felt like he was nearing the finish line because the way their real life played out, and it heightens what Pusha T was saying. You know what I mean? If you want to really get like deeper to it because, Chris, you're really smart and you'll understand this, the fact that Lil Wayne was, yeah, um, you know, just the way he was... You know, like just how it all played out with Wayne and and Baby and then in Drake's situation, it just seemed like the whoever was the person who who had a problem with them was slightly vindicated in some degree, not to the heaviest degree with Drake, because clearly Drake has bounced back from the Quentin Miller fiasco. But Lil Wayne has not. You know what I mean? Bounce back, and he told the truth. He said a multi a multi platinum artist still having the tour, like. Little Wayne should be retired, retired. 
He should not have to do some of the events and some of the venues that he's doing. But he's owed money from his boss or his label, whoever, and it's not fair because Lil Wayne was our, you know what I mean, rite of passage to hip-hop being what it is now. Hip-hop would not be the number one genre without Lil Wayne at all. Let's just keep it a buck, Saji. There would be no hip-hop being the greatest genre right now without that Lil Wayne push. That Lil Wayne push was bigger than anything Jay-Z did, anything Kanye West did, anything that any hip-hop group did, anything. His influence was so big that he birthed the next generation of the biggest rapper, which is Drake, and one of the biggest female artists of all time, which is Nicki Minaj, bro. That alone might be like the tip of the spearhead that led his way into making hip-hop the number one genre. You know what I mean? So for Lil Wayne to not be able to be damn near a billionaire right now is upsetting, and it is sad. And Pusha T does have the right to have commentary about it, you know? And he did it in a really evil but very, like, calculated way. So, that leads us into this Drake diss. I'm going to let you have the floor because I know how much you care about Drizzy. Does anybody call him Drizzy anymore, Sanji? Nah, I think mostly if you're not calling him Drake, you're probably going to call him Aubrey, ironically. I thought you were about to say Six God. Um, <laughs> I thought you were about to say Six nah. God. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, Drake always has a, a... He's a robot, you know, when it comes to churning out shit. And the fact that, he, you know, he did this in 24 hours, in my opinion, isn't surprising. Um, you know, we all saw how back-to-back and charged up went. In my opinion, I think this is his charged up. Um, but in my, like, you know, this isn't Meek Mill. This is Pusha T. This is a much, much, much more, you know, harder opponent in terms of lyricality. Um, and we all know that Pusha T basically tried to cut his head off on infrared. That was an amazing diss. And he did it within, you know, two to three bars. And it wasn't anything, you know, I guess it wasn't a whole entire song, but... With this, Drake said, you know what, let me just cut to the point and uh, let's, you know, say a bunch of shit that may not hold weight. Now, the reason why I say that is because, um, I mean, bro, if you look at it at face value, this is a really lit-ass diss. Like, Drake definitely has the, you know, he, he's, he has the ball in his court right now, you know. But once you start looking a little bit into these lyrics, some of the stuff doesn't make sense. And it's like, I feel Hold on, for who, Drake or, or Pusha T? I mean, I think that like some of the stuff that Drake saying, like Drake is saying, doesn't. Okay, make sense. got you. I, I'm yo. The fact that you're doing that, I'm gonna defend Drake. But go ahead. Um, and I say that I mean, like, bro, there are some great lines on here. You know, father stretched my hands uh, and had to get it out for me. I pop style for thirty hours and let him repeat. You know, I like shit like that. He was he was going. Wait, in. wait, wait, but wait, lines, wait. May I? In- but the lines about wait, may I interject? I mean, don't lose your point. What? I don't know what podcast it is, but to our loyalists, please go back and listen. We, I could have swore me and Sachi said that Drake wrote 30 hours because what do we say about Drake, uh, uh, Sachi? He's always rapping yeah, about... He has an obsession with tires. He has an obsession with tires and buying women tires, bro. He must have really bought some shorty some tires somewhere down the road. Yeah. He always raps about tires. Just Drake... I mean, just type Drake... Tires, I bet tires come up, bro. He's always buying some girls some uh, wheels. He talked about tire. He talked about tires and cameras. Uh, I mean, there's so many songs that he's talked about tires. So yeah, we basically have already established 
like two years ago that Drake had written 30 hours. Uh, Kanye West had already acknowledged it on Twitter. He had been credited. He wasn't a ghostwriter. Um, to bring it up, it, it's like, I don't know. This is like a, uh, how should I put this? This diss song would be fire to somebody that isn't a rap, like fan. Like, to the average white kid that hears this, they think that Pusha T is dead, you know? No, even and to the I'll average hip-hop black fan, bitch-ass motherfuckers want to sit around. How, how does Pusha T go from having a classic record and then in four hours he's dead? That don't make no sense. And I, I think, like, some of the lines, uh, you're not even top five on your label as talent goes. Um, uh, another one that I, I really didn't understand was the the Virgil in my circle. Um, but I'll say this. As I don't understand that, I want people to understand this 100% right now. OVO, Drake, Drake is not holding back any of his artists. Like, let's just, let's just establish this right now. Stop trying to push this narrative that PND is supposed to be this huge artist. Everyone that is a Party Next Door fan Anybody that has seen Party Next Door live and anybody that has been following this nigga for the last five, six years understand and have, and have accepted that he has zero star potential. The nigga, one, is awkward as fuck. Two, he does not like to be in the spotlight. He's not somebody that likes to do interviews. He's not a personality or anything like that. If anything, that nigga is much, much more comfortable somewhere in a studio in front of a microphone or, you know, some MIDI keyboards and shit like that. Also, Party Next Door is not understandable a lot of times on his music. I myself love Party Next Door's music, but I can understand why the average white girl would rather listen to Bryson Tiller, you know? So let's just, let's just stop that narrative. Everybody else on OVO, they're pretty talented people. Magic Jordan, I think, should be bigger. But other than that, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and fulfilling, you know, the, the lanes that they were given. Um, so when we talk about the other shit, I mean, like, Drake didn't have to go. He didn't have to say Quentin. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was hard, but God damn it, that nigga doesn't, he already doesn't have a leg, you know. Um, I think that my favorite bar of the song is I told you to keep playing with my, I mean, I told you to keep playing with my name and I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. If you guys don't know who Virginia Williams is, that's uh, Pusha T's fiance. Um, in my opinion, this is something that I don't know. He 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 kind of you know established a few things. Like he's kind of trying to like build the foundation, I guess. But as a real rap fan, and as somebody that is just as educated on Kanye West's history and good music's history as much as I am with Drake, some of this stuff is just it, you know it's kind of like you know some of the shots didn't hit. It didn't hit for you because you're like elite level at rap information, but for normies, oh my god, oh yeah, of they course. eating for this normies, shit up. This is like insane. Not just that, uh, it just shows you all the information we have is convenient for our life. You know, he also tried to dish Tremaine and Steve and Victor. He's like, you niggas got to stop listening to uh, uh, to Denim and Steve. Denim and Steve. But um, the, the, uh, so Chris, what are you gonna do one day when you get to a level in hip hop where you get dissed in a track? I mean, I'm going to, listen, I've studied the game to a letter and understand that I'm not doing it the same. I'm doing it better, you know? So, I mean, like, obviously the way that they reacted, I'm just going to see how, what happened and shit like that. Like, what what are you saying as like a person in like, you know, the industry or like, like as a person in the industry, I'm not going to fucking care. Like, 
I, I'm a that's more publicity. I'm gonna beat somebody me. up. But anyways, um, yeah, man, I'd like because everybody in this situation is. I, I like Everybody's I like the track because it also shows how many beats Drake has in his stash as well. These guys are so talented, bro. They do the they do all the right stuff with hip hop, man. And I'm and I'm not saying this is traditional hip hop. No, they just anything. You know that they do? They know how to bring that early feel to it, but also make it theirs. And Drake did a good job, uh, I mean, for that to have been less than 24 hours. And some people feel like mm-hmm. it was um, conspired or like it was premeditated or it was... Nah, man. These dudes got real issues. And Pusha T got what he wanted ultimately. What he wanted was Ye to be forced into the beef so they could have high-level rap together and really finish them off. Cause, cause, because, because they know Lil Wayne's done. Lil Wayne is a shell of himself. Baby is baby. It don't even matter. He's an outlier at this point. But Drake is still prominent. And I think that Meek Mill wasn't able to take that chink off his armor. And Jay-Z doesn't have the time in his life to try to take the, the, the chink out of his armor. Diddy slapped him, but that ain't enough. That guy has to get beat. When you when someone's the champion, like Drake's the champion of rap, you got to beat them and they... And, you know what I'm saying? You got to beat them at their own sport in their own turf. You know what I mean? Like, so, so hold on, wait, 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 wait. I have this. Go I have ahead. this saying though. You know, I have this saying that I want everyone to start using. When you think of Michael Jordan, what color do you think of Michael Jordan? In? Red. Exactly. You know what jersey is the red jersey, Sachi? No, it's not. It's the away jersey. He had. He oh, yes. At home, they wear the white bull jersey. Away is where he killed people. So you know he was always in the tent to kill somebody. Always cutting people up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those type of st- like you know it's like those type of things you should live by. You should always want to be Bulls Jordan and always want to turn up on somebody. But go ahead, say. What you- and that's why I'm glad that he's that this song like. It's kind of straight to the point, you know? He's not, like, trying to set it up like he did the last time. Like, he understands. Like, he's learned, you know? And, obviously, Drake has watched a lot of Smack DVDs. Drake has, you know, studied rap beef and, and you know, battle rap. Objectively, this is an amazing diss song. But it's just, like, some of the facts. That's what's just, like, holding me back from going absolute, in like, in stand mode, like... Bro, when I first heard this song, I was fucking bugging out at work. Like, I didn't, I couldn't handle it. But then as I started analyzing lyrics and stuff like that, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. You know, like, wait one minute. But, I mean, bro, Aubrey, I'll tell you this, dog. You know, you're my favorite rapper, man. And uh, you're going against my favorite artist and uh, somebody that's actually from my, you know, my state. Shout out to Virginia. Man, thank you, because yeah. Orlando got me high. Orlando's such a Drake dick rider. He he not even, man, yo, shout out to Orlando. Orlando, my man's 50 grand, but come on, bro. Like, I don't like those Drake super fans who, who can't objectively see what's going on. They just want to feel like Drake is the winner. To me, that shows poor spirit in who you are, and you just want to automatically go with something that feels automatic, bro. Drake ain't automatic, man. Meek Mill kind of played that beef wrong, dog. Meek Mill didn't play that correctly. Come on, man. Kanye West and Jay-Z been beefing with Drake for years now, and none of them took L's yet. So clearly it's about how you do things. It's not always about, you know what I'm saying, um, how things are playing out, you know? That's just my two cents. Yeah. I... Personally, I believe that 
like Drake is the type of artist to never max himself out. You know, like he, I like to compare him sometimes to One Punch Man. Uh, One Punch Man never saw his limit. You know, like until the last season. I mean, that last episode of that season where he had to face somebody that pushed him to his limits. You know, and I, I thought he only punched. I thought song, he only punched people once. No, like he does punch people once, but the the that last nigga he went against, like. He had like uh he had like some Wolverine type shit, and basically he had to let that nigga max out, and then he took advantage of him when he oh, was like, so at basically his point so when him. he was punching the dude, the dude was able to regenerate. No, the basically the guy had this orb inside of him, and if you cracked that orb, then his uh, rejuvenation shit was gone, and he basically yeah he just baited him, got him maxed out, and then you know took advantage of that. So it's like hypothetically, it's like when you're boxing and you just let them, you know, like, tire themselves out and then you knock them out. That's exactly um, what, you know, One Punch Man did. And I feel like that's what Drake tried, like, he did that with, uh, I think he tried to do that with, you know, the last beef, but Meek just didn't reply in an according, you know, according Yeah, so he made a hit on his dirty ass. (laughs) So, I I think that Pusha T is going to drop a song by Sunday or Monday. It's going to be out by Monday, no question. And I think that Drake may, may, may drop a song on OVO Sound Radio this Saturday, but we never know. It may not happen, but uh, I'm just ready for this. I'm sitting here on my clipboard. I'm taking notes. I'm giving points to people that deserve them. And right now, um, in my opinion, I don't think that this is like, I I talked to Eric about this and I was like, I feel like Two Birds, One Stone and Infrared were in the same round. And obviously Infrared is a better song. So I got to give push it to your point right now so now when this push a t song comes out i'm going to compare it to the drake song and then we're going to see who won this round because i feel like this is like the rap playoffs right now like shit's going down yeah but i but like, me personally i don't think i don't think push a t next move should be him being ultra aggressive with the yeah kind of voice it's like the way he sounded on infrared he has to keep that same energy because it, it was almost like bro look i know you and i'm seeing through you that level of of talking to Drake, Drake don't like that because it makes him feel probably like the way he was uh, treated probably before he was famous, you know? Yeah. You're going to get to see, uh, this is going to be like the, right now, man, this is like the most important, important time of Drake's career. Like, bro, we we thought it was the, the ghostwriting allegations. No, nigga. This is three... I'm not saying that this is three one. He yo he he keeps he keep he keep getting challenges. If Drake come back from this, bro, it's over. It, it is over. I will say that much. It is over. You gotta leave him be because and no one else who's younger than him can get him unless uh, uh, unless you know someone like a you know unless someone we don't know is 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 writing their bars right now to finish Drake when they get on. I just I don't feel at any point that I feel like after this disc nobody can touch Drake. It's over. Like. It's it's done, like Kendrick's obviously never gonna start a beef with Drake. Well, he should because like, because because he's the one, and we always we've always said I, that, I, and you've always known that. We he's he he's the one, but at the same time, after these. I mean, you heard him. I could dig rapping. No, listen. <laughs> but a rapper listen. with a ghostwriter. What the fuck? After that? this, after this Pusha T. No, I'm saying after this Pusha T beef, what is anybody else gonna be able to say about Drake? There's never going to be anything else to say. So it's like, even if Kendrick 
you know, did a, 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 like, you know, a diss after this. Like, it would have to be some shit that, A, we absolutely have no idea about, or he's just going to look like he should have said that shit five years ago, you know? Like, I think Kendrick has missed his time to diss Drake. It's like, even if he does it at any point now, he's just going to look like a echo chamber or a hater, you know? Like, so I think, I don't know. I think Kendrick's, I think Kendrick's not going to, you know, give Aubrey the smoke right now, man. But... Pusha T definitely is. He doesn't have anything to lose. At all. Cause I mean what? What what if Drake beats Pusha T in a fucking rap battle, what's gonna happen? Like what? He's already like what fucking forty years old? Like nigga just dropped an amazing album. He's he's chilling. He's the CEO of good music. Like I don't know. So it's, it's a wonderful time. Wonderful What time. a time. But to be but a lot in typical fashion, we have Overshadowed ASAP Rocky already. Oh man, we didn't um, even talk. We didn't even talk about ASAP. God damn. Hold up. Before we even start anything Rocky Harlem related, um, on uh, on a, on a sadder uh, note, I want to um, want to dedicate the rest of the podcast for the rest of the year to my nephew, Country Chris. Um, it was it was really cool to see, uh, Flacco speak on Country at Sotheby's. Um, a shout outs to Joel, shout outs to Davey, shout outs to Jim Jones, shout outs to DVD, shout outs my nigga Malcolm, shout outs like all the real ones who know who really be there with Kane, you know what I mean? So like tragic what happened, but you know, like for the rest of this year, man, you know, we definitely gonna hold it down and until eternity, but for but definitely rest of this year, rest of the podcast are dedicated to Kane. You know, definitely. And it was good like I said, it was good to see um uh, Flacco reach out. And um, wait, Chris, I didn't even ask you, like, how did you feel about that Flacco video? You know, like, how did you feel about that testing of him, of him going through pain and him going through this and going through that at the little situation thing at Sotheby's? Um, okay, I think that some of it was really dope. Like, I think the coolest part was when he was, like, talking about um, just being distracted and wanting to just make the album and, like... It's kind of something that I've been, like, trying to tell people for, like, the last two years. I've been like, yo, just, like, leave Rocky alone. Like, just let him make music. He's not the person that's going to give you, like, hella music in between, like, these other rappers. Like, just let him do this album. Um, I mean, it, it was dope. You know, it was 90 minutes. Uh, some of the stuff was kind of corny. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's not something that I'm going to hold against him simply because this is his first time ever doing some shit like that, man. He went the extra mile. He's trying to do something different. He's, and that's why, like, he's trying, you know? Like, he he wants to push it, you know? He's trying to push himself to make something different. And that's why I'll always praise something like this more than, like, you know, just another regular J. Cole album. Like, it's, it, it's something different, you know? It's progression as an artist. Uh, but, I mean, like, you know, it wasn't the coolest thing ever, but he, he you know, he... I give him credit for it. You know, it was pretty cool, and his outfits were that outfit was crazy. The route like uh, what was that? The Raph Simmons, uh, Calvin Klein shit. Mm-hmm. That little uh, thing. But um, yeah, and it was kind of cool. He was really cryptic, um, like how the people were like, I guess on the window, and they gave the album release date. Um, but like you know, it, they had like their like a peace sign up, and then like you know, five fingers, for the twenty fifth of May. But it was dope. The album's way doper, though. But one thing that I liked about it is that it kind of established the aesthetic and the context for the album. You know, and that everything is testing and 
he's just testing sounds and you know testing the waters and all that shit i think his interview with complex was pretty cool uh i watched that i didn't get to read the like the written thing. i think he's in his prime though um, so what do you think about that I mean, bro. I I think this is ASAP Rocky's best. Album. I think I think he's like, in his. I, th- I, I think he's in his prime, and I think he's from a creative standpoint is fucking fire. I, and like. I also think that he's getting those people who were saying that he hasn't been the same or he doesn't make good music since Yams died. I think they're shutting up. You like at this point, you got to stop that. Mm. At, at this point, uh, at, th- but this is this is this is what I will say. I don't think that that's the general the general gist right now. I don't think that everybody is thinking that. I think that this album is just like, okay, for us, this shit gonna be fire, you know? Because we're, we're in the, you know, all this type of shit. But to the average person that liked ASAP Rocky because of Goldie and Peso and, you know, stuff like that, they're automatically gonna be turned off to this album. The reception that I've been seeing online and from people that I've talked to and stuff like that, people that fuck with music like it, but people that are casual music listeners think that this shit is just like some fucking convoluted, fake, woke, um, just confused, artistic, like, you know, catastrophe. Like, that's how niggas been acting. Like, they, people even saying, at long live ASAP better than this. Like, we'll never get Rocky back. Da, 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 man, da. listen, man. At this point, when, people just say that just to speak. You'll never get said artists back. They got to just stop it. Nobody be listening to that yeah, band. They really do got to stop that Nobody shit. Nobody be listening to that. They got to stop that shit. Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Some of these songs on here are definitely some of the best ASAP Rocky songs like I've ever heard in my life. Like, bro, 143rd, nigga, that shit is just like <laughs> fucking pure, pure audio crack. Shout out to Dev Hines, one of my favorite musicians. He just really snapped on the production with that, and his background vocals were beautiful. Um, even interludes, even things like call drops. The emotion that it evokes from me, you know, I don't really, I haven't felt that in a, in a minute. Like, that song really fucking had me sad. Like, the way that they, you know, just had the, you know, Kodak was like, they took my baby. I was like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> Chris, you got to chill. He was, he, was, <laughs> he was mad emotional on this album, man. You know, I like Emo Rocky, man. Emo Rocky is fire, bro. Um, Changes. That shit was crazy. You know, Guns and Butter. The fucking... I think Guns and Butter may be the Just talk about the best song on there already. Buckshot. No, Praise the Lord. That is... Oh, that is the, the sub of Bega, bro. Yo, bro, yo, bro. Flacco versus very New York. Praise the Lord is the peak of flute rap. It's the peak of flute rap. Yo, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Metro Booba, you on notice, bro. You ain't the only one with flutes. My boy Skepta got the flutes. And he got yeah, the yeah, Norwegian yeah. flutes. <laughs> Them, he got the ooh. Yo, the way Skepta the, hit, I haven't Ikea. seen someone name so many objects or name so many nouns since DMX. They don't know. He, he like just, my mother, bro, my father. Nigga. I love him. I hate him. Like like this nigga was like the birds, the trees. I was like, oh man, they got them another one. That nigga's a goat. Yeah. Um. We yo, we geek it out. We some wizards. Uh, Go ahead. OG beeper. OG beeper was just fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, OG beeper. Like, man, man, it's so it's don't know why. It's a lot to pick through through that album. I, I wait. Are you talking about? Did you did you like Black Tux? Bro, I like all. Every, bro, I'm not gonna lie. That album is good. It's just it's so much going on in hip hop right now. 
so much. Yeah, I, I'm not just, gonna have a moment what, to really enjoy like, that album. I don't think ASAP Rocky and, understood that for an album like this, you couldn't release it with a lot of other albums simply because it's something to digest. Like for the average, yeah. Listener. Like, bro, when you have Rocky, Pusha T, Drake just fucking dropped it. And Kanye West, and Kanye West is impending. And it's just one of those situations where, um, honestly, you really he like that album is one of those albums. That is gonna is gonna grow and it's gonna like age well. It's gonna definitely age well. It's bottled up correctly. Oh, yeah. It's gonna age well. It's gonna age as good as like Drake's best, like like one of Drake's best records. And not to hold it to a candle to Drake, but also casual fans understand that um, ASAP Rocky has never been no six nine mumble rapper type artist. So you're not gonna get a bunch of bangers on a on a project he's he's understand what his position is in rap and his position is to give rap a a, a better a higher taste level and everybody's not up to that cause everybody don't want to be travis scott and make a bunch of turned up music for white girls that like black men that, that, that's not what he's into right now i'm just keeping it real he's yeah, not and i think a lot of people don't understand that like asap rocky has never been that guy you know like his biggest hit that he had was fucking problems like and people just fail to understand that, like, that's just not, you know, that's not him. Like, he's an artsy-ass nigga, bro. At the end of the day, that dude is one of the last people that truly cares about just really crafting albums. You know, him, Kendrick, and there's obviously a handful of other people. But Rocky isn't the type of person that's trying to pander to two audiences at one time. If he's in one lane, he's in that lane. He's not switching over to the next lane. He's not going to try to switch back on the project if he's giving you you know i don't know if you're if you're drinking water that's the only thing you're about to be drinking no other nothing else like that's the only way i can describe it so let me ask like, you a question we just gotta let me ask you a question i think the dark horse in this whole conversation and maybe might be album of the year if if, if it's not yay it's nas if nas could talk about Khalees or something crazy on a kanye beat the way we've heard these beats, Chris, it might be game over. Look, 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 Woody. This is all I got to say about that, that Nas shit, bro. Personally, I don't even think my mental is ready for that. Like, I was listening to that uh that fucking Esco tape that just came out, and Nas in the future had a song. Nas had fucking three hooks. I mean, he had three verses. Bro, it was just sounding like... Uh, I felt like I was reading, like, the dictionary, but... From like I don't know, but it had like a a, a like an Instagram filter over it or some shit like that. I don't know, like <laughs> it felt like I I had like all it was I was receiving so much information, but it just didn't. He didn't wrap it up like that, you know. Like he didn't sound like he was preaching. He sounded like he was, like he was in his bag. Like I don't know, man. He ready? Because you know Nas got that flow. Because yeah, you remember him on Major Key. Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I do remember. I am very aware. Um, my boy Nas is here to uh, tell us something. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. He about to, he about to let it be known. You're funny, and I think that, and for real, for real, what Kanye West is doing is a, it's a, genuinely a service to these artists. A person like Pusha T, a person like Nas, you know. Even though My Name Is My Name is arguably a, a classic album, a lot of people will say that Pusha T doesn't have a solo classic album. And a lot of people will use that narrative that they use with Andre, that they're scared to or they don't have the talent to make a, 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 like, you know, a, a classic album this day and age. 
And a guy like Nas deserves seven Kanye West beats. He deserves a Daytona-esque album. And yeah, it's about to be ridiculous. I mean, when's the last time we heard Nas on a on a Yay beat? Man, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. It's about to right. get ridiculous. You're right. It's about to get ridiculous, man. Uh, shout out, You know what? I have absolutely no choice but to be excited for the Tiana Taylor album, too. Yeah, by default. Because, because every time she's ever know, sung and we've listened to it, since like since she was, was with fire. Good Music, I love Bliss. Uh, bro, Bliss is an absolute master. And she might got some little dance bang going there, too, on the low. Like, you know, like while we playing, mm-hmm. she might have some Uptown Harlem shit. You know, like Kanye West know how to sample well. And he know how to go get somebody's drum kit. So if he get one of them one of them um, drum kits where it sounds like someone could dance to it on the, um, so someone could dance to it on the train, Ooh. we don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't Ooh. know. I mean, Kanye is so far in his bag right now, man. I'm happy as hell that he has this energy to do it because... I mean, I was really, like, I, I love Kanye West's, you know, last two albums, but I was just mad that, like, I knew Kanye wasn't doing these all by himself. And just the thought, like, listening to Daytona and just knowing that Ye did all of this shit, like, this is, like, 2007 again, like, but it's just with that 2018 feel. Oh, um, I ain't gonna lie, he, he wasn't producing his own beats 2007, you should say, like, 04. <laughs> Uh, bro, come on, man. What, 2007? Didn't graduate. But he, was, he wasn't producing all those beats? I mean, He bro, wasn't. To me, he was. That's when he had money. You just say like 04, bro. When he was really... When, okay, yeah, when he, yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. For me, I always thought that like the, the turning point was like 808s. Nah, graduation. He, like he didn't do Big Brother. Cause I he know, didn't do cause Big I Brother. Know, he didn't yeah, do Big Can't Brother Tell was, Me Nothing. He, like he didn't do a lot of those good beats on there. Oh my god! Yeah, DJ Toon. Well, he did my favorite beat on there, so I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take my L in grace. Uh, shout out to I Wonder. I, I don't even think he did that. Flash of Lights. No, 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 no. Chill on that. Chill on that. Chill on that. Chill on that. Let, let, let's go. No, he right didn't. Now. I'm telling you the truth. Um, Eric Hudson, who's that? He, I mean, I mean, yeah. clearly he helps with anything that comes that comes his way, but. Mm-hmm. I feel you though. I feel you though. He did everything I am though. God damn. Damn. Of course, you could tell. He said common passed on his beat. I made it to a jam. Yeah. But um, shout out, shout out, yeah, man. He's back, bro. He's back in that motherfucking studio. He's back doing it, man. He's in his bag. Mm-hmm. And but very um, much. Shout out to Kim, man. Shout out to Kim for holding down the A through all this bullshit. And shout out to the Mega Beats. Those Mega Beats are insane. I heard that album. I said, all right, maybe Ye isn't retarded. Maybe I may have to grab one of these hats. Because I have no idea how like, just, <laughs> Did you really just call the shit MAGA Beats? Yo, that might be the name of this podcast. Nigga said MAGA yeah. Beats. <laughs> Yo, well, Chris, you got to fucking chill. But if he make that lituation song, like the intro, hopped out the I'm a star, hopped off the I'm a star, they made I'm a guy. It's only a lituation when I'm involved. He said, Paris saw the strippers. Strip kids are they confidence. Teacher not white dominance. But see, I was uh babes in tradition of ovulus. Hopped up the Avastide and made I'm a god. I was like, oh shit, he woke. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I'm just happy that it's short, you know? 
the life of Pablo, we've said it many a times, if it was 10 tracks, it would be a 10 out of 10 album. Like, nobody could say that Ye was It was going to be like, 10, he, but then he, he thought about streaming. But that's why you got Rick Rubin in that motherfucker right now. But that, but but he, I think that Ye didn't, like, yeah, it's like he was just looking at it from the different perspective. He was thinking that the more, the more you sell. But in reality, people are playing this Pusha T album over it. Well, over, he kind of he kind of explained again. that because remember he was like Pablo did well, but he he didn't have nothing on the radio, and he didn't like that. He said that in that Charlemagne mm-hmm. interview. Yeah, he definitely said that. Yeah. But um, sorry, I mean, like you know, I heard Father stretch my hands on the radio uh, uh, plenty of times, but it wasn't booming like it was supposed to. Uh, and fuck, fuck Chance the Rapper for making him put waves back on that album, bro. Like, I truly have been hating this nigga for the last year now. Like, he's really been making me angry. Like, I just don't, like, bro, that is not a good song in retrospect. That shit, just hearing the hook, it just sounds like loving hip-hop. H&M. I'm in the mall. <laughs> it don't sound that bad. Like, Step up in this bitch, like. No, bro, I'm just saying, Chris <laughs> Brown, Chris Brown's, Chris Brown's voice just doesn't sound like, like, him and Kanye West, that's just not. It didn't sound right to me, man. And I just didn't I like they I like the old song they got. Remember that song on uh, Chris Brown album? I wanna be down, 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 down. That was a different time, though, man. That was, that was you know that was that was a different time, man. You know, I, you can I'll tell you this right now, bro. Fucking Chris Brown has a ten out of ten album. You know that first album was fucking ridiculous. Oh no! Oh oh no no! Oh. Yo, bro, Chris Brown got yes, about yes. Chris Brown low key got like three ten out of no, ten no, albums. It, 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 yeah, and bro, that that album, Fame. Oh, oh yeah, Fame, Fame might be ridiculous. his best piece of work. The deluxe edition. No, 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 bro, no, 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 no. Chris Brown, it's got to be Chris Brown. It's gotta no, be Chris it's Brown. not always it's your first, bro. It's no, no, run it, yo, give me that, popping, say goodbye, run it remix, run it, give me that remix. I get you, bro. Come on, I, bro. I get you, bro. But I, but bro, he had more to lose. <laughs> like clearly. Yeah, oh yeah, he, nah, nah, nah. That was just my beautiful. Exactly, bro. Yo, bro, it said forgiving <laughs> all my enemies. That's what the fame stood for. He was in his bag, bro, Chris. Nigga, the album was, bro. He had yeah, yeah, yeah. He had look. Wait, at wait, me wait. Now. He had beautiful. He had no bullshit. Yes, he had beautiful people. He had she oh, and you, and he had wet the bed. No, no, no. Wait, was no bull. Yo, listen to how this album starts off. It's only thirteen tracks, nigga. He starts it off with Deuce. <laughs> Damn. That remix with Drake and um and um Kanye, oh, yeah. you know what, yo? And, and Andre three thousand, you a bitch. You should. Have, <laughs> oh bro. shit! But yeah, but bro, deuces up to you. No bullshit. Look at me now. She ain't you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, she ain't you. Next Chris. to you, yo, Chris, you gotta stop. Yes. Chris, you gotta yes, chill, yes. bro. Wet the bed. Yeah, wet the bed. Yo, bro, he kind of went crazy. And then even the deluxe. Yo, I'm about tracks, to download nigga. that on Apple Music and support Khalifa. my dog. He had bomb with Wiz Khalifa, and he had paper scissors rock with Timbaland, Big Sean. Nigga, nah, that shit was hard. That nah, he had no, he had no Big Sean on it. It was produced by Timbaland though. No, paper scissors rock definitely had uh, Big Sean on. I, it. I don't be listening enough. Then where he at on that song? Bro, you got go go right there, baby. Nah, I don't remember Big Sean on that, big fella. Bro, I'm telling you right now, that nigga was on that damn song. No, he wasn't. That's Timbaland rapping. Oh, um, you, um, you know when Timbaland be like, uh, "Now you got me feeling like an idiot, yeah, 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 trying to get me bit by paper." Bro, has an entire verse on this song. 
Okay, whoa there, whoa there. Is your noodle cock-a-doodle? Are you crazy, crazy, crazy? Did you knock a couple spoons? I hate Big Sean when he always like, acting like somebody crazy. Remember he had the song, Crazy? And I should've known, should've known, should've known. Oh. Bro. Yo, we tripping I, and, right and now. talking about Big Sean, I was going crazy a few days ago. Me and Christian were talking about it. Yeah, Finally Famous. I don't know how many, I don't know if I've said it on this album before, but yeah, Finally Famous, that album that released the same year as Fame is a fucking, like, objectively like perfect album there's no bad song on that album it's so fire. i'm talking i'm like, talking donald trump level oh man come on bro, pharrell back in the day bro that's what, bro celebrity bro nigga like that's the best song in our album bro. yeah but I, i'm Smoke talking so about Pharrell. Good, I, I, but I, I bet pharrell could never perform that song now talking about donald trump level i don't think they hold ever up did that song. all right so listen guys how come me and chris are just realizing or I'm so hood at the loudest of his no, voice. I, I, no, 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 no. Don't, don't. No, 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 no. Like, clearly, I knew the words, but I just remembered that literally <laughs> DJ Khaled said as loud as he could, who we, nigga? And I'm like, wait. Dude, it was, bro, he was assigned to Terror Squad. You know, like, it, it was a different time, you know? It was a different time, man. It, it, it was like, if you were. Nah, darker, he was on Def Jam bro, South, were, big fella. Yeah, he was on Terror Squad that first album. That was the second album. I'm so hood is, nigga. Shout out to Khaled, bro. Shout out to Khaled. But yeah, bro. Finally famous, nigga. Y'all go back and listen, bro. Hoodie over my head, Jedi Anakin, looking like a BBC Louis V mannequin. Yo. And you know who did that beat, right? High level streetwear rap. Yeah, uh, uh, Filthy Rockwell did that beat. And no ID. Mm-hmm. Yo, that was funny. We did that at the same time. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Shout out my nigga Dwell. All right, bro, well, bro, I ain't gonna bro, lie. Man. I'm still I'm still bumping Key. I still like Key's album. Oh, yeah. I'm still bumping Playboy Cardi. Like Playboy Cardi. Bro, like about, right now, Playboy Cardi has a top bro, five. Bro, did we talk about Playboy Cardi's album? We ain't talk about that yet, right? Uh did we? We we have yeah, we did. It was called Dollar featuring Kanye West. Yeah. My bad. Um that was the name of the podcast. Yeah, part one. But uh I mean, bro. I'm gonna just say a week later, Die Lit is a fucking amazing album. It's still an amazing album. Flatbed Freestyle is a, a sneak peek into 2084. <laughs> I think we got like some, I think like they sent us some wavelengths and like, you know, NASA intercepted. Hitting that bit with that fire. Ah, ah. No, it's me. Ain't me. <laughs> yo, that chopper don't miss. Yo, can we talk about how Young Thug has become the new Gucci man and literally just signs people and, um, and right when they get big, they basically have to pay pay him to get out of the contract because he's super smart. Yeah, shout out Gunner one time, man. For real, for real. Gunner, Gunner really him, Lil Baby. Um, who else? Who's the other nigga that's doing all that? Fuck. I know there's like three new, new niggas right now that are just like fucking soaring on the um, charts. And, and then that damn country song with um. Oh, like a yeah. Player? That damn country song. I got horse. Cute as a button. They got a big old truck, <laughs> so we all gonna ride. <laughs> I'm sipping Lee like, like a chorus, like. <laughs> Bruh. The little Tracy absolutely snapped, but little Uzi, bro. When he was like, I got horse in your like, I was like, wow. <laughs> how did you get this and elevate it this high? Yeah, man. I like I'm, 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 I'm loving hip hop right now. Love and hip hop. It's so unpredictable. Hip, like, bro, hip-hop 
is like on like it, it, it's like hip hop and basketball. Right it's now, off of being in just, all spectrums. Everything is just like lit. Like twenty eighteen truly is like one of the after after twenty seventeen. That was kind of like an in between years. Yeah, shit happened. Twenty sixteen was just such a fucking horrible year in terms of just like like yeah, good music came out. But it was a pretty bad year, dog. It was just so fucking weird. Everything was weird. It just like nothing that happened seemed like it should have happened. Drake dropped the lackluster album. We got fucking we, we look, Donald Trump got elected president. Prince died. Like it was just so much bullshit happening, right? And now we're here in 2018, and I think this is just like a gift for all of the people that had to live in that year. You know, like it's just like God damn! Everything that should be happening is happening. You know. Shout outs, um, LeBron James. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Shout outs to Shanae. She just sent me. If you know, you know. She says this shit makes her feel like she just touched Baguan. Baguan is the guy on Wild Wild Country who went to uh, Oregon and started the thing. The other uh, uh, the cult leader. So, oh, so wow. clearly we understand that shit's a banger. But uh, Bagu- if you know, you know. Yeah, man. But damn. It's yeah, bro. Yo, bro. You're right. Wow. This year is on is on point. It's on point. I mean, the the only thing like I, I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. If LeBron wins the finals this year, I don't give a fuck what else happens. Drake could get crucified in the middle of Toronto by Pusha T for all I care. Like, all I'm really caring about this year is really LeBron's success. Y- yeah, and the Rockets looking. Now. The Rockets look. Yo. Yo, bro, do you understand that James Harden has missed his last 22 threes and they won this last game, bro? He's missed his last 22 yeah. threes, Chris. Not like four of them. He missed his last 22 threes, bro. That's a lot of threes yes. to miss and still be winning. Bro, I'm telling you, I feel like the Rockets are going to beat the Warriors. And if the Cavs can sneak into the finals... Oh yeah, I think they. I think they have a, a really good a, shot a, against James Harden. Really good shot. Yes, because bro, like Chris Paul, like if he can rest this game, I know the Warriors are probably gonna win this. He next injured. Game. Fuck him. You know, it's cool. Yeah, if he can, if he can chill this game and come back from the game seven. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a pretty good finals. Um, fuck KD. I, I ain't gonna lie to um, Jason Tatum's definitely he nice. Oh, yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah, he's me. nice. But look, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how KD is a bitch. Fuck and KD! Everything that, look, let's talk about Fuck how KD Kevin went to the Warriors and is now down 3-2 against the Rockets. Fuck Kevin Durant. How the hell in those last two games Fuck did he not fucking Kevin shoot those buzzer beaters? Why is Kevin Durant Fuck not looking for the pass? Kevin Durant. Why is Kevin Durant not in the driver's seat? Fuck because Kevin he's a bitch. Durant. Let me hear it one, one more time. time. Fuck Kevin Durant. Lil B was ahead of his time yes. with a lot of shit. I ain't gonna lie, low he key. Really push your TD to take those for uh, for Lil B and get on that Joe Button disc level. No, yeah, because I'm gonna be honest. Lil B was a t shirt and buttons. Joe Button. He said. Joe Bud, Joe Budden, Joe Booty, what the fuck is your name? <laughs> he said, how you go, he said, how you gonna go mainstream and run back underground? <laughs> like, 
that is an extremely, extremely deadly diss track. And I'm not trying to say it in an ironic tone or anything like that. Like, if you go back and listen to it for the context of what that was, oh, yeah, little be fucking Yo, I'm fucking dead right now. <laughs> oh, shit. That is really funny, bro. Really, he said, Joe, buddy, you're a motherfucking joke. <laughs> he just, that's how he started the track. He said, T-shirt and buzz, the buttons is a fucking warning shot. Rap niggas want to talk. I'll leave you with your jaw drop. Yo, bro, nah, man. Shout out my nigga bass guy one time, bro. For real, for real. We got to do, a, we gotta do a, a, a podcast where we talk about the history of modern rap beats. Did Eric, like, you know, did Eric interview Lil B? I think he did. Because if he did, we, we need to get Lil B on the podcast. Yeah, I think he did. He did. He, did he? Wait, let me think. Um, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did, but I feel like he did. Um, yeah. Shout out my nigga Eric one time. That dude's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. He definitely did. One hundred percent. He did. He he did it two years ago. Actually, he was in high school. Shout out to Eric. Young legend. Um, damn, that nigga was like in junior year, I think. That's crazy. Shout out Lil B, man, for real, for real, bro. He's always been cool with the, you know, the youth. Never been, you know, a cocky-ass dude. Fuck with that dude. All man. right, well, any shout outs, Chris? Uh... Shout out to Drake's loyal ass. T- oh, yo, we didn't talk about Bacar, dude. Did you listen to that Bacar nah. album? Bro, shout out to Bacar. That album is fucking crazy. I'm gonna send it to you in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's some new shit, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll probably just you know shout out to uh, shout out to uh, all the hoes at Rooster Walk that I did not get to see today because that shit got rained out. So um, yeah, I don't know. Shout out Aubrey. Shout out Pusha. Shout out Kanye. And uh, shout out rap. It's about to be a summer to remember. Indeed. MAGA beats. <laughs> You're funny, Chris. I love this shit. I love podcasting, man. This shit was dope. Woody vs. Poppy, we out. Peace.